Hey there everyone, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be discussing Ace of Shades by Amanda Foodie, the first in her Shadow Games series. Let me start by saying this was actually quite a pleasant surprise. Um, the most striking thing to me with this novel was Anne's character development. I mean, when she first goes to um, the City of Sin, City of Sin also known as New Reigns, she is a proper, posh young lady. You know, she was studying to be a dancer. But when her mother goes missing, leaving behind a note, if I'm not back in two months, I'm dead, that spurs her into action. And so she goes with her cute little travel guide to New Reigns, and she looks fry, Levi, Glacier, Glacier. Um... The only person her mother said she could trust. She goes from this posh, proper lady who avoids all things scrupulous to... Ah, gosh, she becomes formidable. Um, you can definitely see her journey to do what needs to be done versus shirking away from everything that was unseemly. And I like that character development. For her, I like that she becomes less naive. I like that. Honestly, I think it's quirky that she continues to rely on her um, travel guide. And I do like how every chapter begins with a little snippet of the travel guides, and it gives you a little hint of you know where the characters are going as far as the city is concerned, and what the city is known for, and how dangerous it can be. So you as the reader, you're given a little bit more insight. Um, there's a little bit more foreshadowing there uh, that goes along with that. And I think that that's really clever as far as the storytelling goes. The little epigraphs before the chapter. I found them to be entertaining at times and also a little dire. I'm just like, oh boy, it's going to be one of those chapters. <laughs> Anytime it was very somber or dangerous or deadly sounding. I was like, oh boy, it's going to be one of those chapters. It also gives a lot of context and history without bogging down the actual pacing of the story and distracting the reader from Anne and Levi's journey. Now, this is a dual POV novel. I know a lot of people don't like dual POVs. I've been reading a lot of dual POVs lately, I've noticed, now that I think about it. I quite like them because I think it does give a bigger scope of the story. Um, it only annoys me when authors do that, but then they don't add a lot of characterization. It's just like, oh, your point of view exists just to be a point of view for the story. And that's what annoys me. I will say I liked Levi. I don't think his character development was as strong as ends. He's an iron lord. He likes to take care of his own. Unfortunately, he's the reason why a lot of his own get into a lot of trouble or lose their lives. You know, he makes a lot of gambles. He makes a lot of bets. He does a lot of risky things because really what he wants to do is make a name for himself and he wants to escape the clutches of his mafia, Donna Bianca, who I will say, she is a villain you love to hate. I hate her so much. Um, God, I can't wait for her to get hers. But you can see that he wants to do better. He wants to do good. And that's a frustrating thing about him. Because while he wants to do good and wants to do better, he still somehow 
continues to make the same mistakes and he's aware that he's making the same mistakes and that's what was very frustrating to me that was was very annoying to me as far as his character development because i feel like it made him stagnant as far as her, his character growth is concerned i think you know when you have a character that's also colored and also part of the lgbtq community there's so much you can do i mean you're bringing a lot of representation in one character that I think it's a disservice to both of those communities to have the character just seem very stagnant. Whereas you get, I'm pretty sure Em's white. She's, as far as I could tell, she was light-skinned. So you're giving more of the devotion and character growth to the light-skinned person. I think, you know, Levi was just kind of boring. He, he was just kind of there to be the love interest for Anne. And I don't think that's fair to him because there are a lot of complexities in his characterization. And I don't think Foodie really delved into those complexities. You know, he's morally gray. He has this ability. Everyone has magic, a blood trait. Um, there's a connection between him and Bianca. There's just a lot trickled in throughout the story that just isn't fleshed out. And I don't know if the author is just waiting to flesh out more in the second book and in the third book. But more definitely could have been fleshed out as far as his characterization. Because it was really frustrating to see him just be the same as he was in the beginning. When you have this other formidable character who goes from a posh, um, somewhat... Let's see, somewhat snobbish character and a little bit standoffish. You see her go from that to being, well, if you're going to use me as your tool, fine. But we're going to do this my way. You know, very strong, very clever, very much. You can see N start to become ruthless. And I think, you know, maybe that's part of the point with Levi being stagnant, or maybe I'm just giving the author too much credit, she's going down this darker pro, this darker road, and for Levi, helping her is helping, I think is his way to do better and go back on the right path. So there are love interests, clearly. You have the slow burn romance, but as the story continues on and as the characters continue to grow, and I say that very lightly as far as Levi. I think the point of the series is they're going in different directions. You can definitely see the hint that he wants to do better. He doesn't want to continue to be a street lawyer. He doesn't want to continue to be a con man and he doesn't want to continue to hurt people. You know, he wants to really take care of his own. You know, he has a good heart. Whereas N, you know, her heart, you can see it hardening. And I think that that's really cool. Um, I do wish that, again, there had been more character development regarding his character. And I do wish the magic system, the blood traits, I wanted a little bit more clarity on that while I did like it. And I think that the range of the magic can go from counting to dancing to to aerobatics to, you know, the standard elemental things and illusions. I wanted a little bit more on how it is how it works in the society. So a little bit more information on that, a little bit more clarity, I think, would have behooved the story a little bit more. Anyway, 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this book three and a half, soft four out of five stars. I really loved Anne's characterization. Um, I do think she's kind of the star of the novel. I like the atmosphere. I do think Foodie has a beautiful way of setting up the scene and telling a story with giving you just enough detail through all of the senses to really build up the structure of the story. But other than that, you know, three and a half, soft four out of five stars. Um, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I of course will include links in the description below on where to purchase. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, subscribing to it, and sharing it with our beloved friends. You can also become a oh, pardon me. <coughs> you can also become a supporter on Buy Me Coffee, Coffee Patreon, or by uh, making a part or by following any of my social media platforms. Link to everything will be in the description below. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.